0: Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bob Bernie live Well, um, heaven heaven just keeps getting sweeter. Um, have you ever thought about how many songs you sing? Whether they're old hymns, contemporary songs that bless you, encourage you, you have no idea who wrote it. Um, I would imagine if I were to just start asking you about popular songs, and if you knew who wrote them, the overwhelming majority is, say, yeah, no, I, I have no idea. I mean, back when we used hymnals, the authors, the composers, were always there. The person who uh, composed the music, the person who composed the lyrics, they were there. But nobody ever paid attention to them. You know, who wrote Victory in Jesus? Who wrote At the Cross? Who wrote uh, In the Garden? Who wrote um, How Great Thou Art? Who, you know, I, I could just go on and on and on and on. Well, a very, very popular Southern gospel song is The God on the Mountain. It was uh, popularized and almost made famous by Linda Randall, uh, sung by a whole bunch of other people as well. I think Dolly Parton sang it once The God on the Mountain. The God of the Mountain is the God of the Valley, and so on and so forth. Well, the uh, author, composer, writer of that song was Tracy Dart. Tracy wrote dozens and dozens of songs you might recognize some of the other ones the most famous one was the God on the Mountain that has been sung probably millions of times by thousands of christian artists Tracy Dart died early this morning he had been in the hospital he um didn't know him well i met him a couple of times um he was here in the Columbus area Oh my goodness, probably twenty five years or so ago. Uh he was the Dart, he had the Dart Trio, the Dart family singers, uh the Dart the trio. Uh, he uh pastored a church in California. Uh anyway, he uh, he is the author of The God on the Mountain, and he passed away very, very early this morning in a hospital in um Tennessee, I believe. He had been there for quite some time. As I said, he had been in failing health for several years. But uh, Tracy Dart has uh, gone on to heaven. Uh, Heaven just keeps getting sweeter and sweeter. Just does. Heaven just keeps getting sweeter and sweeter. Um I hope you'll continue to pray for our pastor, friends, family. I, if you're a regular listener, you know I, a very, very dear friend of ours, passed away very, very unexpectedly uh, this past Monday. Um, his funeral is Tuesday, and uh, I have the distinct honor and privilege of preaching the, uh, the sermon at his funeral. The wife has Alzheimer's. Young, sixty years old. I thought he was fifty-six. Uh, he was actually 60. As you, as you get older, now do you young whippersnappers, you know, those of you that are teens, 20s, 30s, even 40s, you don't think about death. You just don't. Your friends aren't dying. I mean, you know, every once in a while, You know of a a teenager and a friend is killed here or there, but it's not common. But listen, when you hit your 60s, you start realizing more and more of your friends are headed to heaven. Then when you get to your 70s, you start hearing on a regular basis friends, classmates in high school, classmates in college, neighbors. Uh, for Joy and I, people that were in our church, under our ministry. Um, I, uh, I remember my old Missouri hillbilly pastor in Southern California. I remember him saying that um, he was getting to the place where he had more friends and family members in heaven than he did on earth. And it didn't mean a thing to me when I was a kid. I remember it. didn't mean anything. I'm just about there. I really am. Uh, for Joy and I, both of our parents, we uh, both have a sister in heaven. Other family members, we have so many friends who have gone on to heaven. And I think heaven becomes more and more and more real. And then you begin realizing most of your life is behind you, not ahead of you. Now, I'm not being morbid here, or macabre in any way, and I'm not a fatalist, and I already said I'm an optimist. But, um, It is true. Much more of my life is behind me than before me, and that's why I want however long God gives me, and I hope that's a long time. God's given Joy and I 52 years plus, and I hope and pray He gives us many, many more. But um, that's why we want God to open doors for ministry and uh, It's an old, old cliche, but I I want to wear out, not rust out. So anyway, pardon me for being a little melancholy for a moment, but um, we've just lost a lot of friends recently. And um, the older we get, the more common that becomes. And you young whippersnappers, you'll get there. Oh my. All right. Uh, Let's see. Do I have time to get into that story? Uh, Probably. Uh, Let uh, Let me hit this one just really quick, and then I'll get to this other story when we come back from the break. Yahoo News, and I am shocked that Yahoo News actually printed this story It is a lengthy, lengthy uh, 10, 12-page story about a woman in Great Britain. It's Yahoo News here in America, but it's about a woman in Great Britain, and she writes about her struggle with transgenderism. And here's the bottom line in her story. She says when she became 18, she had struggled. She was very, very confused, and no one really helped her with her confusion. She was a girl, but she was being attracted to other girls. She thought thought that she was supposed to be a boy, but she really wasn't sure. And when she hit 18, she went to the British Health Service, the NHS. And to make a very long, tragic story short... She went and said, "You know, I think maybe I'm supposed to be a boy, a male." They didn't give her any really psychological exam. They didn't give her any real counseling. They just said, "Well, yep, uh, we'll help you become a boy. We'll help you become a male." She started going through the hormone treatments, etc, 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 and she made the transition. She did not have all of the sexual reassignment surgery. Praise God for that. But she made the transition. She began identifying as a boy, took on another name, began dressing, so forth. She was accepted in her community as a male and so on for about three years. And then she realized, I did this out of frustration and confusion and loneliness, not because this was the right thing to do. And she de-transitioned. And the take home is she was not counseled. She went to doctors in the British healthcare system, and they just told her, well, if you want to be a boy, we'll help you make we'll help make you a boy. If you want to be a male, we will help you be a male. She tried to commit suicide twice after she transitioned. Now, we are told if we don't allow people to transition, well, they're going to commit suicide. No, she tried to commit suicide after she transitioned because it didn't make her happy. It didn't fulfill her life. And she is now detransitioned, and she is a very happy, fulfilled female. I am shocked that Yahoo News reported that, printed it. But this is all too common. We just don't hear about it because the liberal left doesn't want us to hear about it. All right, quick break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE, and then we will return. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live It is absolutely hypocritical for anyone, politician or anyone else, to talk about human rights and then speak positively about China. It is grossly hypocritical to talk about human rights, whether it be here in America or anywhere else in the world, or even equality, and to have dealings business-wise with China. So many in the NBA, Major League Baseball, even the NFL, talk a lot about Equal rights, equity, equality, and yet they're in bed business-wise with China. Here is the latest outrage out of China. A new policy has gone in fact, into effect on March 1st, began on March 1st in China. And, and by the way, I think most of you know this. They are in complete control of the Internet in China. Complete control. We here in America complain about Facebook censoring this, censoring that, and we have every right to complain. We complain about Twitter uh, deleting this account and, you know, and so on and so forth. And we have every right to complain about that. But so far, that's not government intervention. So far, I don't know of any instance where the U.S. government has blocked a Facebook post or, or, or uh, blocked you from using a particular app on your phone or whatever. But in China, your phone is monitored. If you have the internet in your home, it is monitored by the Chinese communist government. They know what sites you visit, they know who you communicate with, they know who you call, they know who you text, and so forth. Well, on March 1st, a new policy went into into effect on all social media apps in the entire country of China. Particular words have been banned from being used on any app, phone app social media app. And one of those words is Christ. Yeah, that's subversive. Christ is subversive. The Communist Party's new law, dubbed, and this is the English translation, measures for the administration of internet religious information services. Yeah, that's the name of the... uh, The new law, Measures for the Administration of Internet Religious Information Services. This new law, this new policy, prohibits individuals and organizations from posting religious information on the Internet unless they first obtain permission from a provincial government department. So, Joy and I have a little ministry called CrossPower. I hope you'll visit our website, CrossPower.net. <laughs> no, seriously, I do. I hope you'll visit our website, CrossPower.net. But we we have a little ministry. And we have a wonderful friend much younger than we are, who updates our website for us. If we have something we want to add, if we want something we want to change, we want to put up a new newsletter, we want to put up a new picture, a new notice, or whatever, uh, we just send it to our friend Gabe, and he immediately updates the website. Well, if we were in China, we would have to get permission to make any changes on our ministry website from a provincial Government department. Yeah, just recently, a the Early Rain Covenant Church, which is one of the uh, one of the Chinese congregations that's actually approved by the government, uh, they were using an app to encourage the members on the app to buy some Christian books. Uh, One of them, The Defense of the Faith by Cornelius Van Til. Heard of it, not really familiar with it. Uh, Tradition and the Individual Talent by T.S. Eliot. Haven't read it, but I've heard of it. And The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis. Very familiar with that book. Have read it in my library, The Imitation of Christ. Well, here is the notice that this ministry received from the provincial government. And I quote, the word Christ, now remember, it's in the title of a book. It's in the title of a book, The Imitation of Christ. Here's what the communist government said. The word Christ you are trying to publish violates regulations on internet information services, including but not limited to the following categories. Pornography, Gambling, drug abuse, excessive marketing, and incitement. So the word Christ was equated to pornography and gambling, according to the communist Chinese government. Yeah, think about that.